Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugolo, and on this show I interview artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about their expertise, what fires them up, and how they put their dreams into action. Sometimes we have dreams that we just don't know how to implement, or we don't even maybe believe in our dreams. And here to talk about how we can is Mary Miller. Thanks Hi, for coming Linda. on. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Talking about my favorite topic. Dreams. Absolutely. Why is that? Because I think that we all have so many things more in common than don't have in common. And what I have found is that a lot of people have forgotten about dreams, have forgotten how to dream, let alone dream big. There was a time in my life that I was right there too. So I want to get other people excited to and push them out of that comfort zone and go for something bigger than just a new car next year. So you mentioned that you had this experience yes. too. Why don't we just start from there? Like what, where do you come from with your dreams? Oh, so you're going to take me to the dark place. I'm going to take you out. from the dark place. Let's start in the darkness. <laughs> Let's start right off the bat. <laughs> well, the year I turned 30, I don't know anybody that looks forward to the year they turn 30. And I was kind of neutral about it. But as I went through it, it was the year my life imploded. It started out with filing bankruptcy, followed by going through a divorce. It was my second divorce. I lost two jobs that year. One I had had for 10 and a half years. I thought that was going to be a lifetime career. And then when I got home on Christmas Eve, there was an eviction notice on the front door. Oh, my God. It was a really bad year. It was really bad. Anything that could go. All the stressors they talk about in life happened to me the year I turned 30. And I can laugh about it now. You know, Marie Osmond has a great quote. If one day you'll look back and laugh, you might as well laugh now. <laughs> and that's just what, the way it is. You know, you're in the midst of all the tears and that. But those are the years, for me, that was the year that made me strongest and realized, okay, I needed to change direction of how I was living my life because what I was doing obviously was not working for me anymore. And so I, I started built, rebuilding my life. And in the process of rebuilding, I started to allow myself to dream about bigger and better things. Uh, John Maxwell wrote a book about dreams a few years ago, and his question was, are the dreams you're living the dreams from your heart or what somebody else intends you to have? Mm -hmm. And what was that answer for you? I had been dreaming other, living other people's dreams for way too many years, 30 years, and it was time for me to go after what I wanted. So do you think that the dreams that you came to, were they things that you had thought about when in your youth? Or were they completely new? Like were you just kind of like standing at this mountaintop at this new place or in the <laughs> valley or I don't know where you were in the big hole? Oh. And like where, the dreams that came to you, were they fresh from that time or were they like emerging from some earlier? It, it started from desperation. I, I was at a point that that was my life. I decided to go after things differently, as I said, and I got a, a new career, went into sales, and I was a single mom with three kids, so I had to support them. What I realized is I couldn't depend on somebody else for a quality of life that I wanted, so I was willing to do the hard work to change that direction, the trajectory and was doing very well. And a few years later, I met 
a gentleman who turned into, he ended up being my third husband, Tony Miller, and I joined his family business that he had started when he was 19 years old. So the dream thing, that was excitement and me starting to rebuild what I wanted. As a child, I always dreamt of being married and having a family. I didn't think it would be the way I did it. <laughs> Maybe I was just in a hurry, I'm not sure. But when Tony and I start working together, we really start talking a lot more about dreams and what was possible. He had his two children, I had my three children, and we were our own form of Brady Bunch trying to force and meld this family to be together and be united and live happily ever after as, as much as we could. And we found out that the only way you find out what works is by acknowledging what doesn't work mm. and making those course adjustments along the way. Mm. And as we, we had this business that at the time had 65 part-time employees, it's a commercial cleaning company in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we today we have grown the business after going and living in this mode of living payroll to payroll. You know, so many people live paycheck to paycheck. That's the way our business was. Mm -hmm. So we were in this desperation mode and we knew we wanted more. So we hired a consultant to help us. And on the second day of a five-day contract, he fired us. He said he couldn't help us, that we had a people problem. And it wasn't that our people were a problem. It was that we didn't have enough people. And so we had to do things differently. And so this consultant, after he left, it moved us into looking at things differently, of asking different questions. And Linda, I think that's the number one thing that that we don't do enough as human beings is to ask the questions about what do we want. Mm. I knew I wanted to have a business that didn't have as much stress on it. It was a 20, it still is a 24 seven business. And so I started asking myself and Tony, we would ask what do we have to do to attract people to want to work for us? And what did we have to do to help them be successful? And how can we help them to bring other people and to stay for a while? Because in our industry, the industry, the average turnover is 400% annual. Wow, that's enormous. It's enormous. So it's something that we've had to work really hard at. And today we have 600 employees and 98% are full-time employees. So we did this by helping them get excited about their future and their dreams and connect them to programs to help them buy homes, learn English, buy cars, you know, to be able to get their GEDs. We encourage them, if, if you want to be a nurse, go to school while you're working here. And we actually had a gentleman that came to our office a few months ago, and he was asking for our HR manager, who's been with us for 22 years. His first job when he moved to the U.S. was with us in Cincinnati, Ohio, at our company. And he moved there from West Africa. And now he, he stayed with us for a few years, build up the skills he needed, the education and certificates he needed, and today he's the manager of immigrant and refugee programs with Catholic Charities. And he's bringing people to our office to apply for jobs. Wow. So it, it's just one of those things that when we do what we're made to do and encourage other people to dream big, the rewards that come back are beyond our wildest dreams. And it makes life so much more fun. Well, it sounds, it, as you explain it, it sounds I can see the sense in it, but I can also feel how counterintuitive 
<laughs> Most definitely. It feels like one of those warm, fuzzy things that people want to stay away from, especially businesses. Well, right? also because if you are, like here you have a cleaning business. I'm sure people don't wake up thinking, I love cleaning. That's what I want my career to be. <laughs> You're right. Right? Nobody dreams of being a janitor when they grow up. Right. It's a transitional job on the way to something. And then people forget they were in transition and they get stuck. And people start just settling for what they have, thinking, this is my lot in life. Why fight it any harder? This is what I have. And my mission is to say, no, this is a resting spot. This is a pause. Let's ask questions differently. What has to happen for you to be really happy? What is it you want to be able to go after your life? That you can just come alive and just enjoy your life and keep wanting to do bigger and better and move forward. So do you provide these, these learning opportunities, these services in your company so that people will move on from you or do people end up staying in the company? Because That's been the fun journey. We started doing this program back in the late 90s and as we progressed it started, it was really starting just about the structure of the program to dream and what to do and we would have group conversations on a Saturday morning where 10 to 12 team members would come together and have conversations and people bought homes and all kinds of fun things that they were doing. We even had a customer who was highly educated, single woman in her late 30s and she still felt she needed to be married and have a man in her life to buy a house and all of a sudden she realized I can do this and she did. So it just makes such a difference on how we look at ourselves and that, that voice in our head that prevents us from moving forward. But going from the program and conversations of just what your dream has evolved, like everything else does in life. It starts as one thing and it evolves into something bigger and different. And over the years, what it's really become is a culture shift, a culture of caring, of having different conversations. Our original dream manager has been a good friend of ours and my husband's before I even met him. And Joe still today is with us as our night manager. And you could ask him, he said he knows nothing about cleaning. <laughs> and he takes pride in that, but he knows people and he knows their hearts. And when he gets people to connect and to work together, they get the work done. So he's almost like the conductor of the symphony, bringing all the pieces together to get it done. And as we work from the top level, I'm the CEO, my husband's the president, and so we've got that level with the area managers and our customer service managers who interact with the day people. So we have people working 24-7. So from every layer, we talk about what are your dreams? What are you working toward? What are some of the things that we can help you? So we connect people with agencies. We don't recreate the wheel. We're a janitorial business. So we can't make these things happen, and we don't try to. But we will be happy to make the connections and to help walk through that wall of fear by encouraging them and helping them stay on track through the conversations we have. And it's made a huge difference for us. Wow. Well, it certainly has built your company, and it sounds like it's created a lot of loyalty. Yes, it has. We've got people. I've been there. This, actually, this week is my 20, 29th, wait a minute, 26th year. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. So I've been there 26 years, and there's a handful of employees that have been there longer than I have that are area managers, night managers, building managers that love. Rolando's one of my favorite stories, and there's plenty of the stories. 
but Rolando moved to Cincinnati, Ohio from Guatemala 20 years ago. There's a war-torn country, a lot of, lot of problems in Guatemala, and it's a beautiful country. But he had bigger dreams, not just for him, but for his family. So today, if you see in the evening Rolando walking from the different buildings in downtown Cincinnati that he manages and helps their teens get the work done, he typically has this huge smile on his face and he just lights up because his two young daughters, one's already a nurse and the second one graduates in May with her nursing degree at colleges in Cincinnati. So sometimes our dream is not necessarily for us directly, but for people that we love and care about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's shift this to like more personal, like what do you understand about dreams that or what do you want people to understand about their own dreams? And what, are, what are we missing or what, what are we not looking at? I, that's a great question, and I thank you for asking that because what I have found, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that we're all born with dreams. They're like these seeds inside of each one of us waiting to be nurtured and fed to come alive. And the really cool part is we're born with the dream, the gifts and the talents to be able to achieve those dreams. I believe the adventure in life is when those pieces come together and when our dreams tie with our gifts and talents is when passion comes alive. And that's when we pursue our purpose. So it's inside of us all the time. But what happens so frequently, Linda, is people will look at other people around them, like at you. Linda's got a TV show. I want to be like Linda. What do I have to do to replicate Linda's life? Instead of looking in the mirror, and just asking the simple question, what do I love to do? What gives me energy when I'm doing it that just feeds me, the time flies, and I'm always wanting to be better at it? And that'll start uncovering what's, what's been covering. Because all, we all have had disappointments and pains and resentments. Like the year I turned 30, I just had it all in one year. But we all have had those experiences, the death of a loved one. Or, that's the death of a dream. And so we kind of bury it up to prevent ourselves from having those hurts once again that come up. I had a really interesting experience last year. Tony and I were able to visit Israel with a group of friends. And we visited the synagogue that they just uncovered in 2006. And what they discovered in the years that they've been working on this in this region of Magdala, which is in the north end, I believe, of the Sea of Galilee, surrounded by mountains, that years of earthquakes and mudslides and everything else that happens naturally covered the synagogue up totally. And when a couple was trying to develop the property, they found the synagogue and they've been uncovering it. They still are. They're working on the beautiful mosaic tile floor still. And the crazy part, Linda, it was 18 inches under the surface. And I had this thought, that's like us with our dreams. It's just laying under the surface. Mine was buried by 30 years of trying to please my parents, my spouses, my kids, my bosses, everybody else in my life, instead of being true to who I should have been and who I was born to be. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about like marrying the, that dream and you know, what your personal talents. What, how do you discover what your unique powers are? Self-inventory, self-questioning, and trying different things. You know, I, you and I met because we're taking the speaking class, right? Mm -hmm. The first time I was ever on stage in front of people, I was in the third grade. And I had forgotten about it. In high school, 
I was in the drama club and I loved it. In the past year since the Dream Manager book came out by Matthew Kelly, that's inspired by the program that we created for our employees, I've had lots of opportunities to speak around the world. And it didn't take long for that muscle memory to come back and say, this is what I love to do. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. How can I feed this? How can I be the best at this to get more people excited to be who they're made to be? Mm -hmm. So sometimes life takes you in different directions. Yeah. And my husband has this wonderful way of kind of hitting this pause button and getting me to look at life differently. One time we were having a conversation and he said, you know, Mary, if you were to watch every sunrise, and you're facing the West, you're going to miss everyone. That simple little statement was like, oh my God, he's right. I didn't tell him he was right, but he, was, <laughs> he nailed it. Because it doesn't take more education, more money, or harder work to simply turn 180 and look in a different direction, and there it is. Yeah. And that's where so many of us are in our life. Mm -hmm. We're just heading down a different path, and if we paused and looked around us, we can see where there's other opportunities to do what we enjoy doing way more than what we're doing now. So a lot of people find, feel that there are just so many obstacles in their way. Mm -hmm. how, how do you suggest people dealing with those kinds of things that happened to you when oh, you were 30? Absolutely. And, and obstacles can feel and look like brick walls that there's no way you can get through that. And it's really interesting that the biggest transformations that happen in our life is to go toward those obstacles and really take a look at it to break it down. Okay, what are the problems? When I got divorced and I was going through that horrible year, okay, here's an obstacle. I have no money. I have no job. I need a place to live. <laughs> I mean, there was a few of them. Okay, what the first one, need money because I need to do that. I need to find a job. So you, you go after the obstacles and you come up with different strategies for each one and then determine what actions can I do. This week, is this something I can do in the next week or 30 days? And you prioritize. So it's something that we can do when we give ourselves permission, but fear freezes people. And I love the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real, because it's that voice in our head that frequently will stop us. It's not necessarily the brick wall, but what that our thinking and that voice in our head tells us about the brick wall. The brick wall may be paper that you can walk through. Just because it looks disarming doesn't mean it is. So I really believe that when you go after it, like when that consultant fired us in our business, we had to attack what we were doing and ask the questions. Okay, what are the things, what do our best people look like and how can we replicate them? Where can we get more people like them? And the first thing we discovered is what they had most in common was transportation issues. So Monday morning, we went out and bought a 15-passenger van. And we start picking people up from their home, taking them to work, and taking them home afterwards. And that put a, a big fix in our people problem pretty quickly. So people were able to get to work. And they told two friends, and they told two friends. And within 60 days, we were probably 80% filled in the positions that we had. Because we were 38 people short. That's why the consultant ended up running a vacuum cleaner all night that night he worked with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's not something you design, but so many times life isn't. But that's where the fruit comes. The gold comes from the pieces you don't expect, but you pause long enough to be aware and take advantage of those opportunities. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. It's, it's a creative process, isn't it? Is. It is. It truly is. Yeah, you see kind of what materials you have to work with, and you try to make art. Yes. And sometimes other people can't recognize how beautiful it is. <laughs> well, it, I, for sure, you know, people's, the situations people are born into make, can make a big difference oh. in what your choices are for no, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. And you know that because you work with a lot of people who are probably immigrants. Is that true? That's right. And they're, they're typically a lot of the people that we have. They may have been very successful in their home country. Uh, Tony and I went to a community service training a few years ago, and a gentleman was interviewed. <laughs> was, he was sitting at the table. He says, you guys look really familiar. And so I introduced us, ourselves to him, and he said, I used to work for you. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, I worked for you when I moved to your work. And I, he had just moved from an African country. And he said, I had all my certifications I needed to work in IT in my country, but I needed them for the U.S. So I worked for you. I made good friends while I was there. I was able to go to school during the day to get the certifications. And now I'm back in the IT world. But I couldn't have done that without having the job at Jancoma. So... You know, it's one of those things that you and I talked a little bit earlier. Some people say, well, why would I want to help people go after their dreams if they're going to leave, like Moosey did and some of the other people did. But it's one of those things that when you have people who want to work for you, they will give you their best. And like Moosey's gone on, but when I left the office the other day to come up to here to the Boston area, he, had, he was in my lobby with five people he brought to interview for jobs. So when you treat people well, that boomerang that comes back of rewards is bigger than what you started out with. Mm. But you have to give it to get more in return. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really believe that when we do what we're made to do and encourage others to go after their dreams and be who they're made to be, everybody wins in the process. Mm -hmm. There's not a lose-win any in any dimension. I've heard you talk about putting yourself in the center of the journey. What do you mean by that? You know, it, it's, it really sounds off, but we really are the center of our universe. If we were to die, if I were to die tomorrow, my universe as I know it is gone. My husband will get on, he'll replace me. <laughs> my children will mourn, but they'll, they'll move on. Life doesn't stop because somebody passes. So while we're here on this earth, why don't we just do what we're made to do? and enjoy it instead of worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow because we don't know if we have tomorrow. Mm. So take advantage of what we have and do your best with everything you're doing. Live your life like it's your last, but plan like you'll live forever. And it takes a lot of stress out of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what would you want to say to people to encourage them to stop and think like who who do you want to speak to you know that has been my biggest obstacle is you know trying to define the audience of who I want to speak to and getting on the stages because I, I want everybody to dream Matthew Kelly laughs at me he says Mary you just want everybody to dream I said that's true I do I want everybody to dream. I just can you imagine a world where people are doing their, using their gifts and their talents they were born with, 
pursuing their dreams that makes them excited about what's possible instead of sitting back and finding blame and excuses and not taking responsibility in their life, the different kind of energy and possibility. Can you imagine what cities would be like if people were working together, encouraging each other to be what they're made to be instead of being focused and angry because you didn't do it the way I think you should? It's such a different type of energy. So I really believe that if more people did that, and I'm going to do my best to be able to get more people excited about their future, because I do believe it'll make a difference. People encourage kids all the time to go to college, go to school, go after your dreams. And I think a lot of that's because they're frustrated that they stopped going after their dreams. Mm. So I really think that is something that, and I look forward to somebody doing a white paper one day and seeing what the difference will be. Because I know companies all over the world, the dream managers in 15 languages now. And so there's people all over the world. One of the largest international IT companies, Netsurit. Netsurit is based in Johannesburg, South Africa. They're in Cape Town. They're in New York City. I believe they're also in Vietnam and the Philippines and Denver, Colorado. And they changed the home side of their web page to say supporting the dreams of the doers. They won't hire people if they're not going after their dreams for a bigger tomorrow. When people make that kind of commitment to the future, you're not going to have people that are just complaining about what's fair and what's not fair and being stuck in the pain from the past. We have to move away and release our pains. Extract the lessons so they're not repeated. That's the best education we have is our past. Extract those lessons and use that to move you in the direction of where you want to be. And it makes a huge difference. And it's made a huge difference for me. I can hear that. And I, I just love bathing in that, you know, <laughs> your, your dream. It sounds fantastic to me. That's the kind of world that I'd like to live in. Absolutely. <laughs> now, if you talk to my mother-in-law, she believes my husband created the word dream. But <laughs> it's something that we use all the time, and it's powerful. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Yeah. But life isn't easy. If you're going to have a difficult life, why not have the difficulty align with where you want to be instead of being stuck where you don't want to be and not doing anything about it? So the obstacles that you are dealing with are the ones that... Will propel you to where you want to be. Fantastic. They're the jet fuel for your future. That's fabulous. Now that's a tweetable, your jet fuel for your future. <laughs> So if people wanted to learn more about the Dream Project or your speaking or about JANCOA, where would they find you? Well, we do have a website, JANCOA, that's J-A-N-C-O-A dot com, and it has all the different connections on there with the Dream Manager. And Matthew Kelly, who wrote the Dream Manager, his business is Floyd Consulting, and he works with people and companies all over the world. We licensed the concept of Matthew to write the book, and he also created this program to help people go after their dreams. So while I want to get people excited about what they're doing, I want to drive people to go do and take the steps they need to do to be able to make that happen for them. Nobody, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and nobody has all the answers, but it's just taking one step at a time in the direction where you want to be. It's a great message, Mary. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I hope you're as inspired as I am right now. <laughs> this has been so fantastic. 
And I want to give you a gift. If you happen to be spreading your dream of speaking and sharing your ideas and you would love to feel some more confidence than you have, you can get a guided visualization for speaking confidence at my website, lindayugalow.com forward slash speaking confidence. And if you enjoyed this episode of Women Inspired, be sure to tune in to the next one. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.